everybody, and welcome back to A Cup of Cozy. My name's Oriana. And I'm Wanda. And that was my favorite song, a.k.a. my text message song, a.k.a. the La La song from American Horror Story, The Coven Season, and also Seen on Apocalypse, now streaming on Netflix. You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Also my favorite season. Yeah. Coven and so Apocalypse are her favorites. Welcome to Celebration of... The Supreme Halloween with the Queen, Oriana, and Woo! myself, and birthday celebrations of October, and all the other good stuff that we're bringing you on this wonderful Saturday. But first, I have a story time and a bunch of things to talk about, but I do want to tell you, if you're not familiar with our new taping schedule, we tape on Saturdays and Tuesdays. This is a Saturday taping, friends. It's, and it's going fabulous. So, we're going to start off with my story time because it is just too good not to fucking talk about. It's It was scary, comical, and exhausting all at the same time. So, like I said, today's Saturday. I just also want to say I have the a fifth. headache. Me too. <clears throat> Still kind of like coughing and like ahemming. <clears throat> and we've had the official hockey season opening. Woo! Hats off to the New York Rangers who won their home opener and our other favorite team, the Vegas Golden Knights who won their home opener. And they, they, the Vegas Knights have played two games already, so they won their first two games. The Rangers are playing their second game tonight. Yay. So here's the story time, kids. Gather around the campfire. So yesterday, which is the, which is Friday, the 4th, um, if you guys know and have been following along, my mom and I have both had our fair share of issues with our cars. We have very nice, very expensive cars, so it's quite, quite frustrating that this happens. So but I have learned something from a bunch of people that I know that are very knowledgeable about cars. And this is no offense to the people in the auto industry because I have some friends that work in the auto industry in beautiful downtown Detroit. Anyway, with that being said, a couple of friends told me that they have seen over the past couple of years, because they're car aficionados as well, right. that it doesn't matter what you pay for your car. These days, there's shit parts going in, and you can spend 100000 or you can spend 10000 and cars are not made like they used to be. So, so with that, we're going to get into the fun parts of this. So, my mom and I for the past two months, I would say, <coughs> have had our cars back and forth to Cadillac. We have Cadillacs, by the right. way. Right. We were one car down, two, two cars, cars down. down. We were even three cars down at one point mm -hmm. because my husband had a problem with his battery uh, not <coughs> working because they disconnected something with his radio was caused the draining, it was draining of his battery. battery. So at one point, we were three cars Yeah, so down. it was really fun and irritating. So um, we finally, about a week ago after we picked up my car again for another time, we had all our cars. All was good and right in the world. However, it really wasn't because Ori's car could not pass inspection because when there's a problem with certain cars that have a computer. That have like a lot of stuff in them. And have a lot of stuff to the computer. They have to like reset the computer to then compute correctly, which means all of your warning stuff doesn't work. It like factory sets it, It factory basically. sets it again. So... She was told, drive it this many miles, and then we'll check it. Drive it this many miles, and she's been doing that. And Ori doesn't drive her car very far on very long excursions or anything like that. It's all local stuff. So it's kind of difficult to master, like, how many miles we should go. But in any case, all was going along well. All was good. All was fine. Now, in my car, I have their tire sensors. So I can sit in my car and look on the computer, and I can see... What my front tires have, what my back tires have, air pressure-wise. Air pressure, yeah. Okay. So about, I would say, 
<clears throat> about four months ago, maybe five months ago now, one of my tar my tires had a nail that was in it and I had a flat tire. Granted, I was like two, three blocks away from my house. I drove home slowly. My dad had the tire fixed. All was good right in the world. Well, my friends, let's flash forward to yesterday. So in the morning, I got up. I did my morning walk, got ready. I was going to the mall. In fact, I was going to Zara, if it, that matters. So I get in my car. Now I have a lovely habit of now checking all of my tires because my sensors have kind of been reset to factory settings. So they have to, again, like be taken care of. So now she does not have the thing that tells her right. how much air is in each tire. So we must physically <clears throat> check So them. I must physically look at them. So I come outside. I look around my car. Everything looks good. Put my stuff in. I go to the mall. Now the mall is about 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes from my house. I drive this way often. Park often. Whatever. Uh, everything is good. I am in the mall. We're shopping, whatever. Now, I am starting to feel rather oddly anxious. I don't know if it's because on the, like, towards the end of the week, the mall gets really crowded. And I usually don't go to the mall later in the week because usually, like, with my work schedule, my my taping and filming is later in the week. So I go and earlier in the mention, week. And there were some people in the mall that were rather noxious, a little on their game, let's say, yeah. trying to feel themselves and, and, like, and like, I had people you know, that were, like, reaching in, around yeah. you and... Mm -hmm. It was, was not no fun. Sale, so it wasn't like sale day or anything. No, and like I had this woman that like didn't know personal space. I waited on a really long line in Zara. I don't know if you are listening and you shop at Zara. Are the lines horrendous in your Zaras? Because they're always horrendous here. But anyway, I go to Zara. I go to Urban. I don't even stay in the mall like as long as I usually do because I went to like two right, we usually stores go with, with a specific store in mind, right. or to have lunch there because they have a lot of good restaurants. Or we go there sometimes looking for a gift or something like that. So, we know. So, like, okay, I'm there maybe an hour, maybe 45 minutes. So, I come out, I walk to my car, <coughs> I get in my car, and I start leaving the parking. Now, we park in a parking garage. I'm driving for maybe about a minute and a half, and I pull up to this light, and I say to my mom, I want to bring the car back home because I was going to pick up medication for my dog. I want to bring the car back home. I don't like the way the car feels. It's shaking. And my mom said, okay. So I said, okay, how is it shaking? And she said, it's just kind of like vibrating. She goes, and I think I hear a noise starting. So I then drive a little bit, and now it seems to kind of be okay. But as I pull up to this other light, it starts shaking again. So now I go a little bit further. I'm still in on the mall premises. I make a turn out of the mall premises. And then I say to her, you, you have, have a flat, flat tire. tire. She says, how do you know? I said, I can tell by the sound and the way that the car feels. And unless you've driven, and I've never had a flat tire driving, but I've been with people who's gotten flat tires. Mm -hmm. So one of which was Oriana. Mm -hmm. So, um. You've been with me it, twice it gets when I've gotten a flat strange, tire. And if you don't know what it feels <coughs> like, it gets this kind of thunk, a thunk, a thunk, a thunk. And that's how it, it sounds. It starts mm -hmm. to sound like a boom, 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 boom in your car because the car is flat. However, her tire was blown out. Mm-hmm. So, um, thankfully, I was able to turn into <clears throat> a medical building, like a parking lot. It's like an outpatient. Like, they do, like, minor surgeries and stuff. I was able to turn in there. 
So now we call basically, now keep in mind, like pretty much everybody I know is not anywhere in my right. vicinity. And let's just say this, once again, the males of America have failed us because not a male that we know is, is available. available. None. They're all, including <laughs> Oriana's dad, who was about mm -hmm. 40 minutes away from us. So we have, my dad has these extended warranties on our car. We call them. They make this like a really big fucking production. And they're like, we're going to get a tow truck. Do you need the police? Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, it's just a flat tire. I need a we tow truck. We just kind of wanted them to come fix the flat so we could go on our way. So lo and behold, they were like, oh, no, it's going to take like a while to get somebody. So what we all decided to figure out is my dad calls and he says, listen, take a cab from where you are back home. I will stop what I'm doing and I will go and I will put like the little tire on my car and then I will take care of it. So now we get out of my car. We lock everything up. We have packages because now we've bought we've stuff. We've shopping. And, and we also too. That we were bringing to our vet's office because yeah. we love our vets. So we always bring them goodies like cakes and cookies. So I have, so two, have cakes. two cakes. We have gifts, gifts for the doctors and the nurses. We have all the shopping that we did. And we have to schlep across this parking lot to go to the medical building to tell the security officer and the valet and the valet what happened. that our car is over there. So like, don't have a tote or anything. Someone's coming. So back. thankfully, all long story short, this part. Thankfully, they were really, really good to us, and they gave us a number for cab company, which wound up taking like another like 45, 50 minutes. I was standing in shoes that were killing me for like over an hour. So lo and behold, long story short. We get the cab, we go home. So then my dad goes over to where my car is and he's like, holy shit. Like my tire was completely like fucked up. And apparently <clears throat> a slash on the top of the tire. Now, since she didn't go over anything while we were there, this seems like a deliberate act. Right, and if you guys follow, you know I have an ongoing legal situation with my Are ex. Are we surprised and... about the deliberate act? Not no. really. We've this had, has happened before. We've had tire issues before. But coincidentally, one of my friends, the day before, yesterday. had the day before yesterday had the exact same thing happen to her car. Literally the exact and same saying, thing. Oh, that's just coincidence, and, and that didn't really happen. No, it did. Both of them have pictures, so it did happen to both. And of them. both of us yeah. posted on our story. Here's the funny but part. But I don't want people saying, "Oh, that didn't happen to her friend." She's just no, it that. did. And if you I want pictures. Okay, now here's the weird part, though. I had posted, and a lot of my friends were laughing, that I had posted on my Instagram story that we were stranded, and then when we weren't stranded. However, the picture of my flat tire, and my, it was, like, my, like, feet next to, like, my tire, and there was, like, I had a little flat tire, like, emoji next to it, got reported from Instagram and taken down from my story. Is it back up? It's back, it, it was back up, but now it's been 24 hours, so it expired from my story. And did they tell you why? Nope. I'm still waiting. Marsha's on the hunt. We're still waiting. Grow up, magic man. Boom. So that was my eventful day yesterday. And can I tell you, it really did get kind of exhausting to stand there for like 50 minutes and to hold all this stuff. And it was stressful. I got really, like, upset at one point. You know I felt really too. alone. You have to realize we were in a safe place, which is... <coughs> we were very, very safe. Thankful. Very grateful. We're grateful to everybody. It's just that when you're alone and you're female and you're trying to reach every man that you know in your life and none of them are anywhere where they can get to you, and it, it begins to make you realize that, number one, you should be grateful for the little things in life. Mm -hmm. And number two, you <clears> should be 
more sufficient for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I've tried to teach Oriana this. I'm, I'm I think, a little bit more self-sufficient than Oriana has grown up to for be. For sure. But it is always important as a woman, be less dependent on a man for many reasons. Probably because... <laughs> if you would have gagged the gum on... On the podcast, I would have peed. I was taking gum out of my mouth. Anyway, um, with that being said, I think it's important that there are certain things that you can stabilize for yourself. Mm -hmm. And in other words, know the name and number of a tow truck company. Know the name and number of a good mechanic or a gas station, especially if you don't have a boyfriend or a husband or a father or a brother or a good male friend that can come right. to your rescue. Know things like that. Know the number to call the police but not be an emergency because 911 isn't going to help you when you have a flat no, tire. No, and you don't need to call 911 for a flat tire. be smart. <clears throat> if you are, if it is in the daytime, it's a little bit better. Look for a parking lot that in a few hours when it gets dark, you're not going to be alone. Look mm -hmm. for the parking lot of like a mall or a store. Like and a I, was, I was very lucky because there were a lot of things over there that are very populated, right, so I but was very lucky. Like, I was thinking yesterday yeah. that I wanted to tell our listeners is, mm -hmm. you know, look for a place where there's like a Target or even like a Coles or a McDonald's or a Burger King where you know there's always going to be an influx of people because you might be fine now, but you might be sitting for a couple of hours and suddenly you're in the dark and you don't want to be. Now, of course, there are those chances where, unfortunately, you do get stuck mm -hmm. in a desolate place. <clears throat> Above all, do not get out of your car. Lock it. Stay in your car, stay locked, and then do call the police and right. say, I'm on a desolate road, I'm There's alone. nobody around, I'm alone, I'm <coughs> a female. And again, before you make the assumption that it's a police officer, especially if he doesn't come in a police car, ask them to show them your badge and their name and then call the police back and, and say, say, are they here? Is this person here to help? Me? Right. Because you have to be smart. Unfortunately today, you know, you have people, they dress up as FedEx workers, UPS workers, and they break into your house. And you know, when you're just answering the door, so you have to be but does, aware for yourself. Just ran through my mind as we were going through this. And another thing that you have to come to terms with is to remember that you are alone, but just stay calm. This mm -hmm. Ori was starting to get a little frazzled. And I said to her, if worse comes to worse, we just lock up the car, we get in a cab, and we'll come back for the car. It's not a and big And my deal. only concern for the people that are going to say that I was being overly dramatic, because I did see people say that, were my dogs. It was me getting home to give my dogs because lunch. they get lunch and they get medicines. <clears throat> so they have them on schedule, and that's what we're always worried about, is being home mm -hmm. to give these things to the dogs. So she wasn't being dramatic. It's just that it was getting past the time of when they're used to having these. But things. yeah, lo and behold, what's happened was my tire was so fucked up, I had to have brand new tires put on. And we had brand new tires put on my car. So <clears throat> that's so that she story. she once again has her car back. My car, I just actually picked it up about 10 minutes ago. So and fun it time. it still has to be inspected because of, the settings. of what they did when they <clears throat> disconnected it and put it back to factory settings. So be aware of all these things. And don't be intimidated by people that deal with car dealerships and stuff like that just because you're female. Do no. some research. Look up and see, have there been recalls? Are other people having this problem with their car? Because then you can go there educated and say, listen, I know there are other people that have these problems. I want to get an answer about my car, especially, as I said, if there isn't a male in your life. So with that being said, I'm fine. All is good. I'm very grateful. 
And I am grateful because I did have a bunch of people that did try to rally for me. It was just that no one was really close to help me in the, <laughs> in the conventional sense that I needed help. But, okay, so we're going to talk about one more thing because I wanted to bring this up in the podcast. Well, I think this can go into <clears throat> part of a, a it podcast. It can. And I know that there are going to be people that after I say this, they're going to be like, you're perpetuating it and you're being dramatic. I will fight this fight till there's no fight left in it. And that's the facts. So let's get to it. I'm going to provide links and information of everything that I'm talking about. I'm going to give the whole backstory and then we can state opinions. Well, I'll state my opinion as we're talking. My mom did get involved. So and I have some very strong, very <clears throat> important opinions here that I want to make sure everyone doesn't say, oh, you're just saying that because you know them and because you know Oriana. No. Despite what everyone thinks, as much as I love my daughter and would do anything for her, I will not go down with her ship if she's responsible for sinking it. Right. Just I, like I, I won't go down for anybody. Views from things that she has often, but I've been around a lot longer, and I have to tell you that I am so appalled by how women of my age group behave during things that she's going to talk about. And I've had this with... The This Is Us fans, the Gilmore Girl fans, the Backstreet Boy fans, all this nonsense. You're all over the age of 40. And if after 40, none of you can behave like <clears throat> anything other than illiterate swine, I'm really sorry for you. Because if this is what your life is like in your latter years, then they should kill off most people by the age of 45. Because this is not the quality of life for you to, to act like you're a hurt little child. I've had kindergartners behave more maturely than I've seen go on. So go ahead. Okay, so here's the back story of what happened. So, uh, by the way, if you guys are uninterested in the drama that unfolded between Sarah Paulson and Lisa Vanderpump. See you on the next podcast. See you on the next podcast because I'm going to be talking about this for a bit. We might even be talking about it on the next podcast. We don't know. <laughs> Stay tuned. So, anyway, there was an interview. It's a video. You can watch it. I will link it below. <clears throat> where for Vanity Fair magazine... And apparently this is something that they do with celebrities. And it's meant to be silly and fun. I bet they're going to stop doing it after this. Um, they have celebrities take lie detector tests. No, I don't think they're going to stop doing it. Because one of the worst things about any of this stuff is the media. The mm -hmm. media perpetuating the bullshit that they often start. And Vanity Fair is a wonderfully beautiful high class magazine that I think needs to step forward at this point. So I want to make sure you at them. To stand up Vanity Fair and fix and try the to shit stop this because made. it got really out of control. And again, Clean up your shit, man. And again, if you are gonna come at me and say like someone said to me last night, you're perpetuating it. You're just as bad. Then fuck off, and we'll move on. Okay. So anyway, Sarah Paulson did a interview, a video interview. You can watch it where she took a lie detector test. Everything was good, great, fun, haha. It's a great video. Watch it. They had asked her a question that she watches the Real Housewives franchise. She said that New York is her favorite. You know, she's... As is mine. I'm born and raised <clears throat> in New York. She's born and raised in New York. Of course it's going to be your favorite. Yeah. So she was talking about that. And she they asked her, do you think that the show will survive without Bethany? And she said, although she will miss Bethany on there, she thinks that, you know, the Housewives franchise will go on. So then they show her a picture of Lisa Vanderpump. This is where shit starts getting real. And they asked her some questions. And they said, will you miss her? And she said, I will miss the dynamic that she brought to the show. Because it was a lot of drama. But she said, I met her one time at a party. 
and she wasn't that nice to me. End. That is what she said, to which she then prefaced it by, oh my God, I hope she doesn't come after me now. Because I think we all knew she was going to. Because we've seen that play out a thousand times. A thousand times. times. If you watch the Housewives of Beverly Hills franchise, you know she shit stars a ton. So what happened is this video started surfacing and surfacing. And then it got picked up by People, Us Weekly, E, Extra, Access Hollywood. And they started putting it out there. So apparently, and this is really unbeknownst to me until I got myself in the little ditty daddy. Lisa Vanderpump has a slew of fucking absolute lunatic fans. A slew of well, them. Well, I think that's going to be apparent by the people that she hires to work in her restaurants. If they're not lunatics, low lives, crazy, hoary, drunk son of a bitches, I don't know what is. Because if that's just for the show, and you're not going to tell mm -mm. me it's just for the show, mm -mm. all of those people in her restaurants have slept with each other. All of them. The entire cast has slept with Jack. And if Jax. you don't know what I'm talking about, we're talking about Vanderpump Rules. And I want to start this by saying Lisa Vanderpump was one of my favorite housewives of all time. I loved what she did with animals. I thought her taste was exquisite. I thought she found a real niche with making really quality restaurants and beautiful themes. Until I started realizing how much of a shit stir she was. And she hides behind her glamorous life and her British accent. Because everyone thinks once you put on a British accent, you're so much more proper. Bullshit. <clears throat> Okay, so with that being said, I want to interject this because for years I've been watching this show and saying, I cannot believe these people are waiters, waitresses, and bartenders, and they, they now think we rule California. You were all aspiring actors. That's what you <coughs> wanted to be. That's why you were working in restaurants in the first place. And you should, <coughs> of course, be very indebted to Lisa Vanderpump because without her, you'd still be screwing each other and drinking and partying and everything else. You're all grown-ups, and you certainly don't act like it. I think it's ironic that all of them bought houses this year. Again, could you afford that house without the stupid franchise that you push down everyone's 13, 14, 15, and 60-year-old throats to make people believe that you actually are human beings that do great things? You're not. What infuriates me here is you are a business owner, a restaurateur, an entrepreneur, and too old, Lisa Vanderpump, to be carrying this shit on. And that's exactly what she is doing. Not only are her fans doing it, they're, first of all, they're accusing Sarah of being a bully. And I don't know how many of our listeners have had the privilege of meeting Sarah, but she's one of the nicest people in the entire world. You can hardly <clears throat> be a bully when you're not fighting a battle. Right. She had no, if you watch the interview, which, as I said, I will link it, you can fast forward to that part if you don't want to watch the whole thing. <clears throat> she said nothing. There was not an ounce of malicious intent there. But I think it's funny. If you look in The Bachelor... Oh, The Bachelor, sorry. <laughs> That's another fucking shit show. If you show. look at the Housewife franchise, they're supposed to fight <clears throat> with each other. But every year, there is somebody who has been alienated by Lisa Vanderpump for some reason or another. But she was best, best friends with them the season before. So it's weird to me. What she's done to Kyle Richards and Dorit Kemsley is disgraceful. I don't have much use for Teddy Mellencamp. I, I think she's just dumb, boring, and like a tissue. Just, you know, blow your nose and throw it away. <clears throat> but without that being said, Lisa Vanderpump has stirred the pot and then said, <clears throat> I don't know what you're talking about, darling. What are you talking about? Like, I, I would never. Well, she does. 
And the fact that you have fans writing mean things about someone and you're hearting it and, oh, yes, I've never met the girl. I don't know. Grow the hell up. Be a real woman. Pull up your fake pantyhose and, and fight your own battles. You don't need the fans to rally behind you and attack someone. That's infuriating. It is, and it's it's just so stupid. But and also too, because I'm sure somebody will probably ask me about this. My friend Carlene, who is a makeup artist, she does Dorit's makeup. This has nothing to do with that, and I'm not just sticking up for the situation for those reasons. I really found this whole thing to be like at one point I was like, "Holy fuck!" I'm arguing with women that are older than my mother. And it's strange I'm scared. to me that Lisa Vanderpump's always the victim. She's always, look what Dorit did to her and Teddy did to her and Kyle did to her and Erica Jane did to her and um, Lisa Renna did to her. Everybody's always done something. You know, they've all had their share of arguments, right. but they get over it. She's always the if victim. If everybody goes back, I don't know what season, and I love Erica Jane. Erica Jane's my favorite housewife. She said about Lisa Vanderpump. She's a sniper. She's a sniper from the side. Right. And then she comes out and plays victim. And that's what happened. So I'm going to give you guys a long story short so we can get into the podcast actual point. But this does have something to do with it. I had then seen a bunch of people, like, writing to Lisa Vanderpump. Oh, my God. They're like, who even is she? Like, you're too good for her anyway. Like, are you fucking kidding right? me? You just own a restaurant and you parade your little pink dogs and your little pink outfits and everything mm -hmm. in your whole pink world all over this place. And that's all you do. Other than save animals, which I give her the most credit of course. for, you haven't done anything else. You're not an award-winning actress, and it, you shouldn't even dwell in that realm. There's a different place of reality TV. You're not the same, right? And television. Now you this is in the same like I said. There have thing. been a lot of back and forths. I got involved. But what's really funny is they won't engage with you, Lisa Vanderpump fans, because they know realistically they have nothing to back it up. But what then got even worse was she pulled a Mariah Carey and was like, I don't even know who she is. I don't think I've met her. Boom, a picture surfaces, and you can't deny it anymore that you met her. But as she said, I meet thousands of people, darling. How can I possibly remember all of them? Okay, you may not remember them all, but if someone comes over to you and says, oh, I was on this show and that show... You're not that special. If they remember that you're on this little piddly bullshit show, you can certainly remember someone who's been in a million movies. So, really. Okay, and then the last part is what I found the most appalling of the entire situation. Forget her stupid pissant fans, because they're, you know, derelicts at this point. What happened is Lisa Vanderpump started replying and favoriting these really horrendous That's tweets. That's not what a proper, classy English woman would do. And like you're I have to written be above that, you don't see the queen going. Yeah, you're right. I hate Princess Diana. Screw her. Okay, she didn't do right. that. And like I said, that was up to her at that point because her fans were the ones that were getting out of control. Right. It was up to her to say, "Listen, stop. I may not remember her, but I will handle it. You need to stop and don't get involved." Mm -hmm. But of course, she's sitting there relishing in her pink frou frou. Oh, I just <clears throat> love when they love me. <laughs> So anyway, that's the long story short of what happened. It is still an ongoing thing. Um, and this goes back to getting off of Lisa Vanderpump mm -hmm. and anything to Sarah or anybody else. This is what I'm talking about. When you have the ability to give fans power, and by perpetuating this, you <clears throat> give the crazies of the world the ability to think right. they are part of your life and your family 
And they can contribute. By her favoriting those tweets and replying and engaging, that's what it did. It It's just like if you but guys... it comes from her need to feel attention. wanted. Because you know what? She's not on the show anymore. Right. She's not on the housewives. So she still needs to know you, see, you are the best housewife and you're you still see, the favorite That housewife. was, I think, where it actually came from. I don't think that she and her fans were annoyed that Sarah said that she wasn't nice. I think it's the fact that they brought attention to the fact and that Sarah was like, I don't think anything's really going to change with her not being there. Right. And, you know, we always talk about this. Reality TV has its place. It's it's humorous at best. Oh, yes. You cannot tell me that grown women my age, 40 and above, are sitting home worried about Lisa Vanderpump's feelings being hurt. Because I promise you, she meets you today and she's like, oh, darling, I love that you love me. Oh, how wonderful. Oh, please come to my restaurants and everything. And you know what? Tomorrow there's 10 others. So you're just another face in her crowd of trying to keep her businesses going. And that's what makes it so sad. That you are taking the time out of your day and away from your life. But if you don't have a life, I guess then it doesn't matter. To argue about these things and perpetuate a grown-ass woman not being able to say, Oh, gee, I'm sorry I wasn't nice to you. Was I having a bad day? You know, like, let me think back to what was happening then. That's how a prof- Excuse me. That's how a professional, grown-up, respectable yeah. woman, and a woman of what, what she thinks is her social and royal background, that's how you handle it. You say, gee, I'm sorry you felt I wasn't nice to you. You know, was I hurried? Maybe I was in a bad mood. Maybe I didn't feel good. I hope the next time we meet, it's better. Right. You kind of shut it down it right, right there. there. Now, also, too, um, to get into our topic, it's gonna, we're going to just be talking. We'll just keep it at this and put a topic yeah. somewhere else. Yeah, we'll put a topic somewhere else. But I think especially... In the reality TV world, we have fed that ego machine right. that is just terrifying. She's done this, and now her fans are like this. Now us picks it up, people picks it up, entertainment time. Because let's face it, those places would have nothing to do. You know, all of these people would not have a job if they couldn't sit on television and gossip about other people's also lives. Also, too, and I have I want to do a gossip show about the people that do the gossip shows. I haven't. And I'm going to start digging into their lives and finding bullshit about them. And I'm going to start exposing all of them. Oh, I have one we can go right for, but I'm not going to do that right now. So what's in your background, Juliana Rancic? Unfortunately, I really like this person, Billy Bush, but we all know you were part of the grab their pussies thing with Donald Trump and you laughed about it. So you got shit in your background. I'm going to find more. Kit Carrington, whatever her name is. Kit Hoover. Hoover. And, of course, my personal favorite, Renee Barge. We'll get to that in another podcast. Um, yeah. Mm. But here's my thing. And I'm going to put, I might put this out there with I'm this podcast. But here's my thing. Did anyone think after this, especially if you guys are fans of Sarah's and you're listening, and if you know about Lisa Vanderpump, she sells stories all the time. Did she and pick she, this up and push this to these magazines? Because now I'm thinking that's what happened. Okay. I am so and ready to throw this down. how many times have people, this down. people said to her, you <clears throat> sell stories. Okay, Adrian Maloof. Yeah. Adrian Maloof was one of the first housewives to say to her, you were my neighbor. You lived across the street from me and you sold stories about me. She's like... Why would I? Except for the fact that you have a best friend that works at Radar Online. And if you guys know anything about Radar Online... I wouldn't want any of my friends to work at any of these dirty rags. But I believe... worse than used tampons. I believe 
now that we've full circled, right. I think that's what happened. I think she got a hold of this from her Looney Patooney fans and was like, you know what, I'm going to sell it and I'm going to try to be relevant, especially because I think soon there's going to be a new Housewives of Beverly Hills. I mean, I know that they recast yeah, they some did. of them. Uh, what's Garcelle. Garcelle. Um, and somebody else, I believe, is on there too. Yeah, but I, I forgot who it is. And then, you know... Um, I think Lisa Renna has also said that Lisa Vanderpump has sold stories about her. Kyle. Kyle. Well, we know with Puppygate, with Teddy and Dorit, that whole thing. It, bad, bad, bad. So, um, moving on from that, we're going to talk about some other stuff. Because some of you guys are having a really hard time entering our contest. You can Google the answers to the... The movie quotes. These are super, super easy questions. And don't. To oh, and also comment. too, because everybody got upset. Not everybody. I'm being dramatic. Now I was being dramatic about the plastic body parts thing. That's just like I said. I'm paying a little funny thing to Scream Queens, which is my inspiration behind my Oriana Halloween. Um, you're gonna get fun, good stuff too. You're gonna get something with your body part. We're not just gonna send you a plastic body part. So all of you that were like, "Who the hell wants a body part?" Don't worry about it. You're not getting one. You're not getting anything else either. But I did also have people that said that they would take just a body part, which is cool, too. You well, guys are awesome. if you're taking just a body part, you're not getting just a body part. No, you're definitely so, not. There's the end of that. Um, I have a, a quote for today. You have a quote? Well, not a quote. A, Another A little, line. Okay, a line. so here you go, guys. You can Google. It's not illegal. I won't kill any of you. You won't be the severed head in my next Halloween gift bag. Do you want to give it? Oh, and you need to, um, to enter, you need to say the character that said it, who they said it to, and what movie it's from. Go. This is so easy. If you don't get this, I can't imagine. <laughs> it's not that difficult. I have to go now. I'm having someone for dinner. Oh, that's a good one. I know who that one is. That's a really good one. And, by the way, if you guys are interested, when this podcast is over and we go to sit down, we're going to be watching the new movie, In the Tall Grass. My mom screamed during the trailer last night. So this shall be fun, my I'm friends. I'm and afraid of everything. Unless it's Hocus Pocus or Nightmare Before Christmas. I hate scary movies. But she's not a child. She will watch them. Because I, I have to tell you, my biggest pet peeve Especially, and I'm not putting down girls, my biggest pet peeve is people that pull the scared to be like, oh my god, she's so cute. They're like, I don't like scary movies. I'm not wanting them. Stop, okay? Put a diaper on and like fix your hair. <laughs> Make that your bio, my friends. Put a diaper on and fix your hair. Hmm. Yeah, so we'll come back yeah, on our Tuesday. Yeah, we're not buying that bullshit, Jenny. Move on. <laughs> so we will come back on our Tuesday podcast, and we'll tell you guys how that movie was. We're also going to be watching tonight. It's the 31 Nights of Halloween. It's like a little concert thing. So cute. Fan fest. Yeah. Fan fest. Fan fest and concert. it takes place from Hollywood Forever Cemetery, which is in Los Angeles. And you guys can go there, and there's so many um, celebrity like graves and stuff. Very cool. Be respectful, though. Do remember it is a cemetery. Yeah. I mean, they do open it for people to come in, but, like, don't be right. an ass. but don't be, you know, one of the worst things you can do is be disrespectful in a cemetery because they are the loved ones of someone. Yeah. That's very true. Mm -hmm. But it really is, too, an actual, like, it's, like, a really beautiful cemetery. It is a beautiful cemetery, and, you know, as cemeteries go. Right, which is 
you know, not by. Okay, so another thing um, I want to bring up is I want to talk about some of the stuff that's happening in the news that's really, really incredible to me. Um, one of the stories is I don't know, and I, I'm not taking sides here. I just want to talk about how this can prelude into our next uh, podcast, which we'll be doing right after this one. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a case of a police officer, a female police officer, that shot and killed her next-door neighbor in his own apartment. Um, the details are a little sketchy, but she thought he was an intruder. She went to the wrong apartment. She was on the wrong floor. Yeah, whatever, I don't know. Whatever happened. But she shot and killed this man. And um, she was convicted of murder because she did murder him. There's many things that many other police officers said. I don't know why she didn't call for backup. You know, why she just entered this apartment without and all this other stuff. But miraculously, she only got 10 years. And I, I have a very strong opinion about the 10 years and everything. But that's not my focus for this particular thing that I'm bringing up. His family was present in the courtroom. Mm-hmm. And they were pretty sure she was going to get convicted because she pleaded guilty. She knew right. she did it. There was no getting around it. But what happened after that is she was sitting in the courtroom and they often allow victims' families, when there's a crime, for them to talk to the perpetrator that committed the crime. And his younger brother, the man that's deceased from the gunshot, he asked to speak, and he did. And he was eloquent, and he's only 18. He's young. After that, he did something that was mind-blowing to me. Oh, yeah. He asked if he could hug her, the police officer that shot his brother. And he said, I don't want her to rot in jail I forgive her, and I want her to know that I care about her. And the judge said yes, and he got up and hugged this woman. And they were both crying, and I had a conversation with a bunch of people about this. And I said, what an amazing young man. And I know that we should all be forgiving, and that we have been taught that that's the way to not carry the burden and the pain with you if you forgive for something that's happened to you. But you're asking for a lot of forgiveness from a very young man who lost his mentor and idol and his brother. Mm -hmm. And to see someone do that made me think so strongly about what we do as people and the goals that we set and the example that we show everybody, who we really are. And I stopped to think, would I be able to be that forgiving? And I don't think I would be. Well, what's um, very funny is the brother and the father have spoken about the forgiving of how they forgive right. her and that they they care they want to care for her and worry about her and one day maybe even try to you know be friendly towards her. I did see the mother say that she, um, can't. she can't. She hopes that the time that she is away, she can reflect on what has done, but she's not at a a place. She's not at a place of forgiveness. And I think that. I think maybe that is a woman-man thing. I don't know. Maybe. And I think maybe because men feel differently towards women, so maybe because she is a woman, they feel that it's going to be difficult for her in jail and everything else. But I really started to think about how there's so many things that people do to each other that are so insignificant and we can't forgive them. Imagine forgiving them for something like this. So I think we'll end this this podcast on a positive note Mm -hmm. then. It's fine that you have a friend or a celebrity that you like or you want to be a fan of them, but is it so worth it to take that other person and bash them and, and make them, them feel like horrible? You did something by making them 
feel bad for something that she said that was really not that significant. And if Lisa Vanderpump isn't big enough to handle that herself, why the hell would you do it for her? She's not a child. It wasn't Sarah against a 12-year-old. Mm -hmm. It was Sarah against a person older than her. She said nothing more than, I met her. She wasn't that nice to me. That's not terrible. Think of the terrible things that people say to each other every day. And we're just like, yeah, whatever. I just think that it is disgraceful to see any group of fans make it about how wonderful she is and her relish in it. Because that's what that's she's what she been did, doing. That's what she did, is relish. So on a positive note, before you do something, before you write something, say something, and this goes for myself and Oriana as well, stay, take a step back for a minute. Mm-hmm. Maybe erase it. I have found myself doing that much more as I got older. I used to be really quick to be like, blah, 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 blah. But now I'm like, you know what? Is this going to start more shit? Is this going to affect And at the bottom this? line, in the <coughs> end, Lisa Vanderpump really doesn't give a shit about you. For the moment that you're building her ego and you're like, oh, you're better yeah, sure. than her. Sure, sure, she'll heart it and retweet it and whatever. And then tomorrow you're old news like everybody else. But where the real problem here lies with media, who fosters so much hatred, so much of this bullying, and so much racism as well. So I think that's where we need to take a step back from all of this and say, this was a lesson learned. Maybe we need to do better. Maybe we need to take this young man who lost somebody significant in his family in a tragic way and forgave. Maybe we need to follow his example instead of worrying about whether or not Lisa Vanderpump's feelings are hurt. I agree with them. I actually really like that idea. Yeah. So if you guys want to enter our little contest, if you want to win fun stuff, that does include plastic body parts. It's not the only thing. Please, as I said, use the, um, you could email me or just comment where, if there's a comment section under wherever you stream the podcast. Again, it has to be the character, who they said it to and what movie it's from. You can also connect with both of us, our links for social media are listed down below. Also, we post episodes, post episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So you guys get three podcasts a week, but we tape on Tuesdays and Saturday. Until next time, everybody. Be better, be more forgiving, and stay cozy.